Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Rineker, Justin Charles, John Nye, and Josh All. What's up, Browns fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Dogs Podcast presented by Omaha Steaks. Josh All here with you today with Derek Frisbee. We're going to be breaking down our predictions for the Browns 53-man roster after roster cutdowns come next Tuesday, I believe it is, right, Derek? 4 p.m.? I believe so, yeah. I think that's when it is. And uh, so we've got a preseason game against the Chiefs this Saturday. And after that, it's going to be hard decisions for the Browns trying to figure out what guys are making this roster to start the season, what guys are going to practice squad, what guys are getting cut. Um, and like I was telling Derek right before we started, there's going to be some positions where it's pretty set. We we know what's going to happen. Um, somewhere we're going to have to speculate a little bit and somewhere it's just we don't know what's going to happen. Um, Saturday is going to go a long way into determining a lot of these things, but at this point, we just kind of want to give you our projection, projections on the first 53-man roster for the Browns in 2023. We're almost there. Real football is just around the corner. So before we get started, make sure you guys on YouTube like this video and please subscribe to the channel. We're growing a lot. And we really appreciate that. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook and Threads. We are there as well. And um, lastly, if you want some more dogs content throughout the season, head to jointhedogs.com, become an official dog pack member. DF is in there with us and we have a ton of fun in there. The discord on game days is awesome. I mean, it is the place to be if, especially if you're somewhere where you can't watch a Browns game with other Browns fans. And if you're like me, you got to talk about the Browns during the game. You got to have somebody sitting there to say, what the, you know, what was that? Or, you know, whatever it is. And the discord is the place to be. So, Make sure you check that out. Jointhedogs.com, become an official Dog Pack member. Okay, Derek, you ready to dive into this 53-man roster thing? I'm ready. I don't know if I want to cut some of these guys, but we have to. So I know. here we this, go. This is going to be tough. I think maybe um, before we... Well, how about this? I've got the unofficial depth chart for the Browns' final preseason game out up here right now. So maybe as we go position by position, I'll list out how the players are listed on the depth chart, and then what we think are going to be the final guys on the roster. Sound good? Sounds good. All right, well, let's start with the easy one. Quarterback, the unofficial depth chart for the final preseason game has Deshaun Watson, obviously, is your starter. Joshua Dobbs is your second string. Kellen Mond is your third string. And Dorian Thompson-Robinson, the absolutely electric rookie, is fourth string. So, who do you have on the final roster for the Browns at quarterback? Uh, well, first of all, that's just blasphemy. That that's the depth chart. Obviously, it's a rough depth chart, but anyway, yeah. Um, obviously, it's going to be Deshaun Watson. I think I know it's it could be a little bit of an overreaction. I think DTR's got it locked up for number two. Okay. I think everything that he's shown, and it's more so the maturity versus the actual on the field. 
Um, but the stuff you see of him going to teammates on the sideline, um, you know, just the little things that he's doing right now, stepping up in the pocket and not bailing. That's one of the things that kind of bothers me with rookie quarterbacks, especially is a lot of times you see him just bail, right? They don't go through their progression, step up in the pocket. He does that. And he's a veteran college quarterback. Um, you know, if you know anything about DTR coming out of college, he's been there a long time, done it a long time. And at this point, based on what I've seen, I'm comfortable with him being the number two. I think you have to keep him on the roster. Now, as far as the rest of that room goes, uh, it's interesting because the NFL changed that rule. Okay, so here we go. If the club has two quarterbacks injured and or disqualified in the game, the emergency quarterback can enter play. So obviously he is dressed. Okay. If either of the injured quarterbacks is cleared by the medical staff to return, the emergency quarterback must be removed. So he can only play. So whoever's designated as your emergency quarterback can only play if the guys ahead of him are ruled out for, you know, at the same time, essentially, even if yeah. it's only for a few plays. And then as soon as one of them is available to come back in the game, the EQB got to go. So basically, QB2 can't be benched for QB3. It has to be an injury situation. Correct. Yeah. Okay, so you're, you're kicking it off with Deshaun, obviously, a starter. We don't need to talk about that. But you're going mm -hmm. DTR, QB2, and you think Dobbs would be that emergency quarterback? In a perfect scenario, that's what I would do. I just don't know if Dobbs would want to look elsewhere because I think that could be a situation where the Browns might grant him that. If he says, hey, I could be QB2 on another team, they might say, all right, you know, go go get your money, go get your time. So, so that's, that's the only thing. So we're going to disagree just a little bit right here on the first, the first uh, roster position. I do think okay. that starting the season, now I don't think this is going to go the whole season, but I think starting the season, week one, the first 53 man, I think you're going to see Josh Dobbs as your QB2. DTR will be your emergency quarterback and Kellen Mond back to the practice squad. And the reason I I'm, I feel really strongly about that is because at training camp on Sunday, uh, DTR took no team reps whatsoever with second string at all. It was all Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs and Deshaun Watson were the only two quarterbacks to play. I it, And to me, it makes sense a little bit because you kind of want that veteran guy just God forbid anything happens to Deshaun mid-game. You want the veteran to be able to come in and hopefully hold down the fort. Hopefully we're already winning with a lead and and he can just maintain that. But, you know, then it would be the following week. Well, now what do we do? Because DTR would obviously get moved up to QB2 and have, have a chance to, to play a lot. So before we move on, Browns fans here in Ohio, Caesar Sportsbook is kicking off the NFL season with a new bet. Bet $50, get $250 in bonus bets, limited time offer, New users can sign up with our code DOGSGET, that's D-A-W-G-S-G-E-T, all one word, and you can redeem $250 in bonus bets after placing your first wager of $50 on any NFL game. Even if your first bet loses, you will receive one $50 bet credit each week over the next five weeks. Make sure to enter our code DOGSGET while signing up to have a bet on Caesars every week for the start of the season. That's code DOGSGET. This offer is only available for new customers who are 21 years and older and physically present in Ohio. Please gamble responsibly. If you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Check the episode description for the full terms of the offer to see if you can qualify. All right, so there's that's where we were on quarterback. So let's go on to running back. The unofficial depth chart has Nick Chubb, of course, Jerome Ford listed, or listed RB2, but of course he's injured right now. Demetric Felton, John Kelly, Hassan Hall, and Jordan Wilkins. 
So mm. for me, and this is, you know, I, I haven't heard anything about it, but I also haven't heard anything positive about the Jerome Ford injury. I don't think Jerome Ford starts the season with the Browns, I think, or active with the Browns. I think he's on pup. He might miss the first four games with that hamstring injury. I just, have you heard any positive reports like he's progressing well or he's running or he's ready to get back to contact soon? I've not heard anything and it's kind of been weird because it's been super, super silent. Yeah, and, and we know these hamstring injuries in camp can really just invade your season the whole duration if you're not careful. So I'm kind of projecting that right now that RB2 is going to be interesting and and I'll go ahead and tell you my predi- my prediction real quick for the start of the season at 53. It's going to be Chubb 1. I could see us I am I'm, I'm going with three three running backs on the first roster, Nick Chubb, Jordan Wilkins and Demetric Felton. Ooh. Okay. And so I say that because, because Jordan Wilkins has been getting run with the first string in camp. Really? Hmm. And Demetri Felton has definitely showed out in the preseason. I can't yeah. I can't deny him yeah. that. He has really shown it. So what do you got at running uh, back? Are we keeping three, keeping four? I think this the running back situation I feel like is going to be similar to wide receiver where you're going to have like, I mean, we'll talk about it in a minute, but like Marquise Goodwin you can kind of view that situation similar to Jerome Ford where we mm-hmm. don't really know what's going on quite yet. Um, so I agree with you. I do think you're going to have three. Um, it's just how does that shake out? Because Demetric felt, man, we went from no shot he makes the roster to looking like he could play significant playing time. I mean, he looks damn good. And I feel like this last game here against the Chiefs is going to be such a huge factor in that room because I like, I still like John Kelly. I always have, always will. It's just going to be a matter of how do they view that shaking out. Um, for me, I don't know. I, I honestly, if it ended today, um, you know, obviously you were there at camp, so you know for a fact, but. Just based on what I've seen so far, I would think they would go with Chubb, uh, Felton, and then Kelly, just because that's a good balance of the other two there, especially if Jerome Ford's going to be out. But that running back room is very confusing to me. Mm. Very confusing. Because I could see somebody being brought in, too. So it's not... I don't really know. I wish I could give you an answer that I feel good about, but I don't. I don't yeah. feel really good about any answer there. Well, the the Jordan Wilkins is, is more of like a hot take, bold prediction, I guess. But just based on, I mean, he's he's a you know what a five year vet. I mean, he. I feel like the Browns might roll with the reliable guy that they brought in. Um, I don't. I think Hassan Hall is probably practice squad. Um, and John Kelly spent the last two years on practice squad, so if they opt to send him back there, I wouldn't. Surprise! It wouldn't be the first time he's been there. Obviously, so mm-hmm. we will see. We will see. That'll be. I mean, all these positions as we go through, you'll see. I mean, we have stuff to watch. We really do, especially in the game on Saturday. So let's kick it to the first wide receiver position. Well, actually, we'll just. I'll just do because they've got them listed out in three different wide receiver spots. So at wide receiver one, they've got Amari Cooper followed behind. Uh, or followed with Jalen Darden, Anthony Schwartz, and Jalen Wayne must be a new, maybe a new body they signed. Um, wide receiver two, Donovan Peoples-Jones, David Bell, Mike Harley, and then wide receiver three, Elijah Wood, Cedric Tillman, Jakeem Grant, 
Austin Watkins. Mm. So let me ask you, because wide receiver is obviously a hot topic right now with what's been going on in the preseason and everything with Watkins just showing out and Anthony Schwartz showing nothing. And do you think we keep six or seven? I still think seven. Okay. I still think seven. I think just based on the little bits and pieces, again, it's nuggets that you're seeing from the preseason in camp. and Well, more so preseason, but camp you're seeing a little bit more of what they're going to actually do. I just think this offense is going to be drastically, drastically changed. And I think you're going to keep seven receivers. Problem just becomes who? Because... I mean, I went from being, you know, more than anybody, I was terrified and very cautious about that wide receiver room heading into the offseason. Where we stand currently, I'm like, I'm not worried at all because now you have guys in that fourth, fifth, sixth spots that are looking like they're as good as the number two, three guys. So I don't know. Do you want me to talk about who I think is going to be the odd man out or how? What do you want to do here? Well, if you think we're keeping seven, just list them. Who's your seven? And then we'll talk about the guys that didn't make your list. Okay. All right. So let's just say we we know Amari Cooper, Elijah Moore, Cedric Tillman, DPJ. Those four are locked and loaded. We don't have to Mm -hmm. talk about them. Yeah. So who's your last three? Okay. So David Bell's still making the roster. I know there's a lot of people on Twitter that are saying, oh, he sucks. No, he's, he's good. He's just not the level of athlete that I feel like some of these guys are. Um, but he's for sure making that roster. I think that, and I, I've seen the same stuff too, and I, I, I just push mm-hmm. back on everybody who says, well, you know, David Bell maybe can go to the practice squad. David Bell's making this roster, guys. He's a third, oh, first of all, yeah. he's a third round pick. We understand, and a lot of this debate right now is about a third round pick and Anthony Schwartz. And, you know, Andrew Berry doesn't like to move on from draft picks too quickly. He's not moving on from David Bell after one year, especially mm-hmm. when David Bell, unlike Anthony Schwartz, played over half the snaps for the offense last year as a rookie he didn't get a lot of targets he didn't have a lot of yards or anything that's because Brissett I've said this a million times was very efficient at his first and second reads if he had to get to his second read it was usually snap drop pass I mean Brissett was very good at getting the ball where it needed to go and David Bell was never the first or second read but he was on the field a lot running routes blocking he's a big physical receiver and the Browns love him. I just don't understand why people think he's going anywhere. Yeah, and he's he's a valuable piece to have. I know people don't look at it that way, but having a guy as your fifth-ish receiver yeah. as a rotation guy who catches the ball. Mm-hmm. That's, yes, that's a good I mean, point. He's not, he's not a fast guy. He's not a huge route runner, but he catches the ball, and having that as depth is good. That's why he's going to make the team. So there's five, uh, and yeah. I'm with you so far, yeah. all five. Okay. Um, Austin Watkins for sure is making the team for sure. If he does not make the team, I think this fan base might riot and (laughs) I wish I was joking, but I'm not. And I might be with you if, if Austin Watkins doesn't make this team, um, you know, you've seen him in person. I, I saw him against the commanders. That dude is unreal. And yet another diamond in the rough that Andrew Barry somehow found out of the USFL of all places. USFL, not XFL. It's not like we're bringing back Josh Gordon. Like <laughs> he's he's from the USFL, and man, I was blown away because he looks fantastic. He looks apart. He's tall. He's big. He is big, but he runs. 
He runs routes like Amari Cooper. Not that good, but you know what I mean. For his size, he runs great routes. He's pretty fast, catches everything. He's Mr. Reliable. Um, so for sure, he's making the roster. And honestly, I don't think it's just make the roster. I think he's going to be similar with Tillman, a piece this year that you see a lot more than you think, um, but actually gets production. I think he're, he's going to have games where he has a few catches and he's going to put up a couple of touchdowns. I think how many, I don't know. Um, but I do think he makes a team. Goodwin, I still think makes a team, but Here's the caveat with that. I think Goodwin makes a team, uh, but similar to Jerome Ford gets put on the pop. I think he yep. is immediately going to be designated on injury. Um, for me, then, the problem is, okay, that's, correct me if I'm wrong, that's seven receivers right there, right? Right, but Goodwin would not count against yes, the roster. Exactly. So we don't have to include him, just like we're not including Jerome Ford at the moment. Yeah. So, what will the Browns do there? Because I personally don't think Jakeem Grant is going to make the roster. I just don't feel that. Um, you know, I've been over this. And the debate for me comes down to, okay, are you going to go with Anthony Schwartz? No, you're not. Are you going to go with Darden? Are you going to go with... Uh, Jakeem Grant. Those are kind of the three guys with Goodwin out that I think they're going to slot one of those guys in there. Yeah. Would I be surprised if it's Schwartz? You know, love Andrew Barry, but I mean, be honest. Would you be that blown away if Anthony Schwartz was on the roster? Probably not. When I when I put my first fifty three together, and I was actually going through this, and I did the seven receivers, I had to. I put Anthony Schwartz at seven because I thought I can just see this happening. Yeah, unfortunately, I'd because much rather the the, re much the rather return thing played. is not as big of a deal anymore, especially with this no. new fair catch rule. And you know, Jakeem Grant talked about it on Monday's episode. He was the only guy re dressed that was returning punts at training camp on Sunday, um, but we did see him muff two punts, which I thought was a little concerning. Um, Jalen Darden's listed as the backup to Amari Cooper on this unofficial depth chart, of course, but. I don't know. I don't know how much stock I put into the order of these things, but at the same time, you got to put some stock into it. And then, yeah, then there's Anthony Schwartz. So I don't know. Yeah. I would like to think that they're going to give Darden a chance, but him being hurt and not getting any time, yeah. whether if it be in camp or season or preseason, I just don't know that they would do that. No. And I do I, think I Darden's a guy that they can move to the practice squad, and I think yeah. he'll be okay there. I don't think anyone's coming to scoop him up right away. Um, so I think we'd be all right there. And honestly, we I mean, we could try it with Anthony Schwartz, put him on the practice squad. Somebody comes in and takes him, okay. He's, he's He just doesn't have it, guys. He's not He's not physical. He's, he's not, just doesn't have the NFL game. Unfortunate, but truth hurts. Okay, so that was our wide receiver discussion. Um, Sure, we left everybody with more questions than answers probably at that seventh spot. I guess if I had to make Sorry my prediction it. right now, um, based on the way they're running snaps and stuff at, at during the preseason, I, I I give the lead of those three guys to Anthony Schwartz actually over Grant and Darden. That's I just don't know. Do you think let me ask you this? With them restructuring Jakeem Grant, um, is that 
a positive sign for him making the team or is that a negative? Actually, I forgot all about that. So I think that is. Yeah. Now that you say that, could be. Could be. Yeah. I changed my answer to Jakeem Grant. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. And that's what I'm trying to figure out here. You're right. Because the the money moves, I mean, you got, if mm -hmm. you follow the money, you usually get the right answer. Exactly. Yeah. So So speaking of following the money, uh, tight end. David Njoku got restructured. Awesome. We know he's tight end one. Jordan Aikens, I think, is a massively underrated signing for the Browns offense this year. Um, He's going to be, I think he's going to be pretty damn good. And then we got Harrison Bryant at tight end three. And then behind them, they got Zaire Mitchell-Payton, Thomas Greeny, and Miller Forstel. So do you think any, first of all, do you think Harrison Bryant's good? Is he tight end three? Or is one of these other guys making over him? Um, I, I think he'll make it just because... He hasn't really shown anything, but he hasn't been terrible either. So yeah, that's a good, I mean, he's just kind of been, you know, he hasn't yeah. been horrible, but he hasn't been fantastic. And again, he's a young tight end. We see how long it's taken David and Joku to really step into mm-hmm. being a, a high level tight end. So. He's just okay. Yeah. And that's what a third tight end is. I think that's a great way to put that. So that was an easy one. Let's look at. All right, so let's just do tackles in general. Do you want to do the entire offensive line? Do you want to break it down by tackles, guards, centers? Um, I should do the entire offensive line okay. as a group. So left tackle on the depth chart, we've got Jed Wills, James Hudson, Tyrone Wheatley. Left guard, Joel Batonio, Michael Dunn, Wes Martin. Center, Ethan Posick, Nick Harris, Luke Whipler. Right guard, Wyatt Teller, Drew Forbes, who's injured, Colby Gossett. Mm-hmm. Right tackle, Jack Conklin, Dewan Jones, Derek Kelly. We don't have to talk about our first five. We know the starters. No. We know that Wills, Batonio, Posick, Teller, and Conklin are on the 53. Uh, Dewan Jones and Luke Whippler being, you know, our rookie picks this year and being dominant in the preseason so mm-hmm. far, they're on the team. So after that, we're looking at James Hudson. I, I think we can probably rule out Tyrone Wheatley. Um, I don't know if maybe Colby Gossett, I don't know. And I'm sure Derek Kelly's not making the the final roster. So we're looking at guys like Nick Harris, Michael Dunn, Wes Martin, uh, James Hudson. I think Hudson makes it for sure. I think, um, I think, believe it or not, I think Dunn makes it. Okay. Um, the problem for me becomes with Nick Harris. I don't really know what they're going to want to do with him. If it were up to me, just because I, I think Whipler is the guy. Whipler's going to be the guy after Ethan Posick. That, that that looks pretty clear at this point. I mean, obviously, it's just preseason, but what are you going to do with Nick Harris? Do you move him to guard and have him as just kind of a filling guard for this season, or do you just outright cut him? I'm not really sure. So here's my quick take on Nick Harris is, the Browns were confident and comfortable enough last season to roll into the season with Nick Harris as the starter at center. Mm-hmm. They had no, they cut J.C. Treader because they were confident enough that Nick Harris was ready to be the guy. So I think that they do keep Nick Harris, and I think with his versatility, his ability to say you need him to to come in and, and do a spot start at guard, or you know uh, take over in the middle of a game, or he can come in at center. I think with that versatility. Say you get multiple injuries and all of a sudden you've got a center and a guard down. Well, now you bring Whipler in to be your center and you can move Harris over without losing too much in terms of experience and know-how. 
Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. Harris is Harris played guard at Washington. Right. People forget that. Yeah. So he does have the versatility. It's just I don't know. I don't know. The other thing, and not that it's a big factor at all, but I think it's worth throwing out there. With Whipler being undersized, are they going to want to have two guys as backups that are undersized? I just don't know if if that matters. I don't know if Bill mm-hmm. Callahan cares about that, but I feel like it is worth mentioning. Yeah. Because it could be. could be a factor. Well, and one thing that I noticed at training camp was James Hudson was whenever Dewan Jones was taking most, pretty much every snap with the second string at left tackle. James Hudson. Good. James Hudson was not over at right tackle. James Hudson was at left guard. Mm. Mm. So just interesting. I, I, I'm sure they're just trying to see the versatility of these guys. Where where can you play? Where can we feel confident that if we need you, we can put you? And uh, I think James Hudson's kind of lost the confidence at that left tackle spot. I don't know if yeah. that's for him. But, you know, if they can put him in a guard and, and think he's doing a decent job there as a depth piece, that's awesome too. Yeah. And just quickly, I want to mention, Dewan Jones should have been getting work at left tackle since the day he was drafted. I mean, we got a problem there. We don't know what the long-term solution is. Based on what we've seen from him so far, he, he looks great. I mean, I, I will I will throw this out there. Some of the things that I've talked about when we drafted him, I have heard some behind-the-scenes stuff. I'm not going to mention it, but as far as on the field, <laughs> he's been outstanding. So I, I would... I would have been playing him at left tackle from day one, Josh. I don't know why we haven't then. I and I, I I understand why you say that, and I've heard people say that too. And I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong. I mm-hmm. see it more probably. This is probably how the Browns saw it too. Was well, we we just got this kid out of college. He's a rookie. Yeah, let's keep him where he's comfortable to start. Let's let's make sure he knows what he's doing against this NFL talent. See how he does. I mean, through three preseason games, he's dominated right tackle. So it's like, Unstoppable. okay, cool. We don't need. We don't need to test you there right now. We now let's move you over and see what you can do on the left side. Yeah. Only two pressures given in 100 snaps. That's unreal. And against good talent, too. Like, yes. I don't want to keep talking about this, but he was, especially in the Hall of Fame game, he was going up against Jermaine Johnson. He was going up against guys that the Will Jets McDonald. drafted. Yep. yep. Will McDonald. Guys who are fast, too. I sat here after the draft and said, my concern is Dewan Jones against the fast, shifty guys. Not necessarily the strong guys, the fast, shifty guys that can get around him and kind of push him that way. He's been great. Yeah. He's been awesome. He's been amazing. You ran out to the dog pound behind you. Oh, it is my... (laughs) Yeah, I know. He's just moving around in here. This is not barking. Oh, Um, yeah. All right, so you ready to move over to... You ready to move to defense? I'm good. Let's go. This episode is sponsored by Omaha Steaks. Browns fans, Labor Day is right around the corner, and the experts at Omaha Steaks are inviting you to celebrate summer's last hurrah with 50% off site-wide during their Labor Day sale. Go to omahasteaks.com right now, enter code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, in the search bar to shop all of their exclusive Labor Day packages, like the Grillers Labor Day Feast. This package is the perfect sampling of everything that makes Omaha Steaks unforgettable. Plus, when you type code DOGS in the search bar, you will get eight free mouth-watering burgers, and eight free gourmet jumbo franks with your order. You're going to want to hurry because this exclusive offer is only available for a limited time. Celebrate those last remaining summer cookouts with 50% off site-wide during the Omaha Steaks Labor Day Sale. Remember, the only way to get this amazing deal is to head over to omahasteaks.com, enter code DOGS in the search bar, and get eight 
free Omaha Steak Burgers and eight free gourmet jumbo franks with select packages, including that special Grillers Labor Day Feast. Omaha Steaks isn't just steak. It is the best damn steak of your life. That's omahasteaks.com. Keyword dogs in the search bar. See website for details. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, so on the defensive side of the ball, we'll just kind of do, let's do defensive ends. We'll just kind of work our way out and and go in. So. Defensive ends at the left side, they have listed Miles Garrett, Obo Okoronkwo, Isaiah McGuire, Lonnie Phelps, and Chuck Wiley. On the right side is Darius Smith, Alex Wright, who is injured, Isaiah Thomas, who is injured, and Jeremiah Martin. So we know Miles Garrett, Zadarius Smith, don't have to worry, Obo, these guys are locked into the roster. Alex Wright, Isaiah Thomas, I'm not current on their um, injury status as far as are they going to be ready start of the season are they going to join guys like Goodwin and Ford on potential pup to start the season but either way I heard Alex I thought I heard Alex Wright was progressing I don't know maybe I could be wrong on that but yeah I haven't heard anything about Thomas though no I haven't either and I think I I would go ahead and say Isaiah McGuire's a lock he's a draft pick this year I mean he's we haven't talked a lot about him in the preseason he hasn't done like he hasn't been getting big sacks or anything but like if you look at his in-depth PFF stats, he's actually been playing pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for a rookie. So I don't think I mean Lonnie Phelps. You know he was a UDFA. He might be a practice squad guy. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think we got to worry about Chuck Wiley. Uh, I'm not too up on Jeremiah Martin. I don't. I don't know if those guys are making the the 53. Yeah, probably not. So interior D line, of course, Dalvin Tomlinson, Locke. Um, Shelby Harris. This is interesting. They've got Shelby Harris listed as fourth string, <laughs> mm. probably because he just got uh, acclimated with the team. So you got Tomlinson, Tristan Hill, Maurice Hurst, and Shelby Harris at the first tackle uh, depth. And then the second depth chart is Jordan Elliott's the starter, Tommy Togi, Siaki Hika, and Sam Kamara. Hmm. So well, I'll, well, I would just say, I, that for me, it's Tomlinson, Maurice Hurst, Shelby Harris, Siaki Ika locked in to the 53. I think we probably, this is me, but I feel like we keep five. What do you think? Yeah, it's tough because I think the Browns are going to use, um, if not both Miles Garrett and Zedarius on the inside every once in a while, at least one of them. At least one of them will get some time playing on the inside. So, I don't think they're going to keep a whole lot of defensive tackles, but for sure, obviously, Ika, Tomlinson, Harris. Um, and then I think for sure, Maurice Hurst makes it. That oh. dude has been a monster. Yes, yes he monster. has. And, um, you know, I talked about this a little bit uh, yesterday, but the way the Browns have constructed the defensive tackle room is perfect because Tomlinson and Ika. I don't want to say they're the same because obviously they're not, but they're built the same, right? Same size, same stature, both really good run stuffers. Tomlinson is more of a pass rush now, obviously, but we're hoping to get that with Ika. And then with Shelby Harris, 
veteran guy, great pass rush, consistent, very underrated. Um, same thing with Maurice Hurst behind him. So I think your two or your four guys, the two up front and then the four or the two backing them up are perfect and are interchangeable. So I'm not worried about that at all. Behind those guys is interesting because I think Jordan Elliott could easily make this roster. This is yet another Andrew Barry thing. So it's between him and I think somebody like Tristan Hill, who we've not seen a whole lot of, but offers you a little bit of versatility, which we know Andrew Barry loves. Uh, so I think you could see somebody like Tristan Hill sneak his way on, although that's not maybe what I would do. It's a possibility. But I more so, I, I kind of feel like they're going to keep an extra defensive end versus an extra defensive tackle just because there's that versatility inside now. That's just how I feel about it. Okay, that's a good point. Yeah, for me, uh, when I said five DTs, I did have Jordan Elliott as the fifth. Yeah, I could see it for sure. So then looking at the Will linebacker position, they have JOK, Tony Fields, and Charlie Thomas. At the Mike, they have Anthony Walker, Jordan Kunazic and Muhammad Diabadi, and at the Sam Taki Taki, Matthew Adams, and Cam Bright. Hmm. Boy, this is interesting, isn't it? It is. This is. Oh. So we, can, we can just it. say JOK, Anthony Walker, and Sione Taki Taki. They're on the roster. For sure. Yeah. So now it's how many linebackers do we keep? Four? Five? I think you add Kuzniak. I think you keep Kuzniak on the roster. I like what he's done. Um, and then Diabati. I think Diabati can play opposite of JOK. I really do think that could be something in the future. Because now now that especially Jacob Phillips is out, unfortunately, again, that poor guy yeah. cannot catch a break. Um, but it opens up a spot. So I think, like you said, you got those first three there for sure. But I think Diabati is going to make the roster and I think Kuzniak makes the roster just for special teams and what he's done so far. They are in love with him. Jim Schwartz loves what Kuzniak has done so far. So I would not be surprised if he makes the team. You know how Schwartz is about linebackers. So, See, that's interesting because if I was putting full confidence in one of these guys to make the roster that you didn't project, would it be Tony Fields? Yeah. Tony Fields, Ooh. I feel like, has had... A yeah. great preseason. Uh, I feel like he's developed into a very physical, uh, fast tackler. Um, I, ju- I just like the the things he's been doing. I think he's a great JOK light, which is what he was drafted to be. You know, when when they picked him along with JOK. But yeah, linebacker is definitely one of the positions. Saturday, I got my eyes glued to mm-hmm. on this defense. Well, let me ask you this yeah. uh, before we move on. For me, the thing is, where do they see Diabati at? I know he's listed as a current middle linebacker, right? Am I correct? Yes. Yep. Okay. So, if that's the case, are they going to view him still as a middle linebacker? I almost view I view him as an outside guy personally. But if they view him as a middle linebacker, then you could be looking at a guy like Kuzniak getting cut and then throw in a Tony Fields because Tony Fields is an outside guy. Yeah. He's outside. JOK, I'd say the same thing. Uh, Walker, strictly inside. Taki is kind of a, he's, he's an interesting one, but for me, it just comes down to where do they see this weapon that they have found in Diabati being used? How are they going to use him? And 
I think that question is going to get somebody cut, unfortunately. It's just a matter of who it is, and I don't know. I like Tony Fields, too, because of special teams. I think he's a really, really good special teams player just because yeah. of his speed. So, I don't know. Yep. Uh, Fields and Diabati, two guys that we've talked a lot about here in recent weeks because of their performance in the preseason. So, let's just see yeah. how it how it goes and how it develops here in this, in this final one. I'm sure the Browns are going to be taking a hard look at those guys, too, so. Let's um, let's just do cornerbacks because I think this will be easier and we'll do safeties last. So cornerbacks, obviously, Denzel Ward, Greg Newsom, Martin Emerson. Those are your top three guys. They're locked in on the roster. So then after that, you've got A.J. Green, Cameron Mitchell, Mike Ford, and Caleb Biggers. There's a couple other guys listed here. They still got Chris Wester. I just saw the Browns waved him today. Um, I won't even mention the, the other guys. It doesn't matter. So mm-hmm. really this comes down to... Uh, do the Browns keep five or six? Are we keeping, is it between A.J. Green, Cameron Mitchell, Mike Ford, Caleb Biggers? Do they all six or what is that? I guess that'd be seven. So who, outside of Ward, Newsom, and Emerson, who's sticking around? New, or not Newsom. I'm thinking Northwestern. Cameron and Mitchell. Newsom, yeah. Cameron Mitchell is definitely staying for sure. Yep. And he's played well, too. Yeah, I think he's, um, he's shown he was worthy of the draft pick. The Browns oh, yeah, for yeah. sure, so. Yeah, I think A.J. Green staying. I love A.J. Green. Me I too. love A.J. Green, especially in this defense. Look at what but Andrew Barry's able to do with undrafted free agents. It's I mean, ridiculous. Really. It's criminal, dude. How? <laughs> I don't How? Know. All these guys. We have what? Let's see. Um, I, I'm not going to go through the whole list, but we can name off the top of our head just on this current roster for this season. What four or five guys I mean, we're that were UDFA's? Watkins. We're projecting um, Diabati. Um, project AJ Green, like we're just talking about here. I mean, D'Anthony Bell, Ronnie Hickman, um, mm-hmm. Tanner McAllister. I mean, this is crazy. It's absolutely it's crazy. Insane. It's criminal, and that's 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 the Andrew Barry effect. That's right. that's what he does. But right, so we've got Ward, Newsom, Emerson, Green, Mitchell. Yes, there's yes. five. So do we stick with five? And if we do six, it kind of comes down: do we keep Mike Ford, who we signed in the mm-hmm. off season, or Caleb Biggers, who is also a UDFA? Uh, Mike Ford's gonna. I think we're gonna keep six, and Ford's gonna make the roster. Okay. And again, I mentioned this when we signed him, but I was told they view him. Not just as a special teams guy, they love him at that nickel corner spot. So, yep, I, I, I don't know. It's tough because Cam Mitchell's got the versatility, so it's not like he's just an inside guy. But I almost view it as this season you're going to have whoever is going to be playing in the slot starting. I don't know if it's going to be Denzel Ward, Greg Newsom. They all kind of rotate, so it's hard to tell for sure. But behind them, I think then you're looking at Ford and then you're looking at Mitchell. I think they're going to have Ford as the vet kind of step up this year. After this year, I think, you know, I think that it's uh, Mitchell's time. But other than that, you know, they invested not a whole lot in Ford, but the role that they have, or at least what I was told and what I kind of, I also believe the role that they have for Ford is not something that they can just get rid of and fill. I think they have specific plan for him. Um, and I think you're seeing it and he's played well, not, not like anybody else has overtaken him necessarily, 
but he's been out there a lot and he's played well and he's been consistent. So I think I think for sure he's gonna make the roster. I think we keep six. Okay. But the next group, Ooh. that's where it gets interesting. It does. Okay, so safeties. This is gonna be a good discussion. So strong safety. They've got Grant Delpit, DeAnthony Bell, Ronnie Hickman, Nate Meters. Free safety, Juan Thornhill, Rodney McLeod, Tanner McAllister. I don't think we gotta worry about Nate Meters. Um, so it really comes down to, are we keeping four, keeping five? What's going on? We know Grant Delpit and Juan Thornhill are the starters. Anthony Bell, Ronnie Hickman. Well, we know Rodney McLeod's making this roster too. Like that's, so your top three safeties are locked in. It comes down to Bell, Hickman, McAllister for me. Yeah. McAllister's gone for sure. Okay. Practice I mean, squad probably. I don't think he's straight cut. Um... Yeah, I, I I think he's shown some glimpses of being worth keeping around the building. Um, That's kind of what so I thought yeah, too. Like, yeah, he's shown some stuff that I think would be worth keeping keeping a hold of. Yeah, the problem here becomes the obvious, and this is the most hardcore back and forth, just craziest battle I think on this team right now, and that's between Ronnie Hickman and DeAnthony Bell. And I good luck to Andrew Barry on deciding because for me, I'd love to keep both of them. I would absolutely yeah. love to keep both of them. But the harsh reality is with McLeod, I don't think we're going to because McLeod is that vet. And they're not going to want to get rid of that vet in a safety room with young Delpit. And even though Thornhill's been around and played in big games, he's still a younger guy. 24. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so they're not... I just can't see them getting rid of a Ronnie McLeod. I just don't see that. So, here's my thing. And I'll I'll try to pitch this to you the best I can here on what I'm thinking, <laughs> all right? Yep, ready for it. So, DeAnthony Bell was obviously a UDFA. Both of these guys were UDFA signs. Yep. Um, but last year, Bell came in during the regular season and not only held his own, but actually played well. Which he I got a think starts late in the season. Mm-hmm. And I think that should put an emphasis on him as far as looking to the regular season. However, here's the issue you run into. Ronnie Hickman, why I loved that pickup so much and I cannot believe we got him as UDFA we were talking about hey fourth round fifth round if he's there I remember yeah and we got him as a free agent so the thing with him when we signed him was hey I love this pickup because at Ohio State Ronnie was the silver bullet I mean Lathan Ransom came in and kind of somewhat took over that role but uh, Hickman when he was here was kind of like a hybrid linebacker safety kind of guy who you could view him it's very different it's hard to explain Ohio State's offense or defense rather it's it's really hard to explain um because there's just that guy that do-it-all guy and that was Ronnie Hickman for a while he was never a pick guy he was never a ball hawk he was never a knock balls out of the air you know snag balls away that wasn't him but now you see him on the Cleveland Browns and he's got three interceptions. And sure, you could say like one of them, you know, right place, right time. But he's still there. And you can't teach that. That's just an instinct thing. So 
and I'll wrap up my little soliloquy here, if that's what you want to call it, with uh, I, it, it makes me wonder because of the versatility that Ronnie has shown. Because now for me, I view him, I, I, I know what he can do as a strong safety linebacker kind of player, which I think we have a role for on this team. But now that he has looked good at free safety, are they going to view him as a complete hybrid guy? Or are they going to view him now just as a free safety? Because he's listed as a strong safety but it almost looks like he's at the wrong position. And I don't think he is. I think he still is a strong safety. But the skills that he has shown since he's been a member of the Cleveland Browns, to me, points points to the fact that he can do more than just what we thought. Now, the question becomes then, okay, do you think that DeAnthony Bell can do more than what we thought? It's a tough question. I don't have the answer. <laughs> I know. Um, if I had to make, if, if it comes down to between these two guys and the Browns are only keeping one of them, I would give the edge to DeAnthony Bell because of what you said at the top of this conversation that he's already proven it at the NFL level on the field in meaningful games during the season. And I think that does give him an edge. I would hate to lose either of them. But again, Saturday against the Chiefs, these are the matchups you want to be watching very closely are yeah. linebacker, and safety for sure. You want to be watching Bell, Hickman, Diabody, Fields, these guys, and see what they're doing out there. Uh, keep your eye on the offensive line. See if uh, Dewan Jones is getting uh, run at left tackle. If he is, does that mean James Hudson is moving over to left guard like he was at practice? It'll be interesting to see how the Browns handle that. So just to kind of look back at the initial 53-man roster for 2022 for last season, just to go positional uh, numbers here. They kept two quarterbacks, five running backs. We were talking about three. Holy. Five receivers. We were talking about seven. Now, if we're shifting to a more pass-heavy offense, this is where instead of five running backs, you could see the three. Instead of five receivers, you could see six or seven, right? Wait, do you have that list in front of you? Who were the five? Because sure. obviously Chubb, Hunt, Dearnest. Jerome Ford and Demetri Felton. Oh, my god! Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Five receivers. Amari Cooper, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Anthony Schwartz, David Bell, Michael Woods. Boy, talk about an upgrade. <laughs> yeah, you add Elijah Moore yeah. and Cedric Tillman to that, and now if Austin Watkins, oh my gosh. Tight ends, the Browns only kept two. And Joku and Bryant. Ooh. So Did you see them repeating that? That You know, that's one of the things, if the initial comes out and Harrison Bryant is not on that list since Justin Joku and Akins, I wouldn't be shocked other than the fact that Harrison Bryant was a draft pick. We just keep going back yeah. to that. Offensive linemen, they kept 10. Defensive linemen, they kept 10. Linebackers, they kept 6. Defensive backs, they kept 10, 5 corners, 5 safeties. And then, of course, you've always got to count your specialists here. Kicker, Cade York, punter, Corey Bajorquez, and long snapper, Charlie Hewlett. Yeah. So if you're putting together your own 53-man roster out there listening to the show and you want to Kind of use this as your template. There you go. There, there's your numbers. Make sure you always count on your, your three specialists at the end to take. You got 50 guys to work with after that. Dude. So I do see a scenario, of course, where Bell, Hickman both make this roster. I see where um, it's Fields and Diabati 
making the roster. Obviously, guys are going to get cut at other positions and within those positions too. But mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting, man. Going to be awesome. Well, and here's the other factor that I'm kind of looking at too. And my, I was talking with my buddy Tristan yesterday, and we were talking about the whole um, restructuring Najoku, Betonio, and Miles. And I think it's a rollover thing, but I want to bring up a point that he brought up and kind of steal it. So sorry, Tristan. Um, but he said that what if this is not just a rollover thing? What if this is the Browns putting themselves in position so that throughout the first course of the season, the first half of the season, you can kind of reevaluate yourself because we have that early bye week, remember? Yep. And if Andrew Barry is in a position where he thinks this team is the team, right? This is the roster to make it the furthest that we can make it. What if we're setting up cap space to make a move before the trade deadline? If there's a hole that needs to be filled and there's there's a guy out there that we could do it with, what if that then becomes a scenario? I, I don't think that's out of the realm possibilities whatsoever. I think that clearing up cap space, it only... It only gives you opportunities. You know what I mean? If mm-hmm. if you get through the season, it's like we didn't have to use up any of this cap or very much of it to to do anything, and we we did okay record wise. We you know the season was a success. Cool, you roll it over. Like you said, if you get partway through the season, trade deadlines coming up, it's like we are this this guy away from mm-hmm. really making the push this season. Then I think you can pull the trigger. You know, it's like screw it, we're doing it. We're going forward this year. So I I don't disagree with you one bit that that definitely a possibility. I don't know. It's, but I don't think crazy... they're gearing up to trade for anybody right now. No, 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 no. Right. No. I've seen I that on I Twitter and yeah. stuff too. And no. That's not I think like you said, it's a great contingency plan, a great insurance policy heading into the season. Yeah. I can't believe I have to say this, but the Browns will not trade for Aaron Donald. It's not happening. <laughs> no. Don't Mm-mm. don't expect that because it's not happening. If we didn't get DeAndre Hopkins, you think we're gonna get Aaron Donald? I mean, come on. Nope. It's ridiculous. So that's our 53-man roster. I don't even know what you want to call it now. Predictions, projections, discussion. Um, yeah, more <laughs> yeah. guessing than anything. Right. I think I'll put out a, a actual prediction for the 53 on Twitter so you guys can look at that and pick it apart, You know, give your own. Uh, that, that's what it's all about. Let's have these conversations. Let's just have fun. It's This is a great time to be alive. Browns are, on paper, this is the best roster we've ever had. I mean, you've never seen anything oh, like yeah. this before in your life. So enjoy it. I mean, if we, you know... Of course, we got to go out there and execute on the field, but at this moment in time, just enjoy the roster. Just enjoy the moves. Just be grateful you got a GM who's willing to go out there and, and has the balls and the know-how to put something like this together. Yeah. One last thing I want to say before we get out of here. Yeah. I've been trying to say this as much as possible, but I want I just want to keep saying it because I think we're going to look back in time and go, man, I what a great defense that was. Browns fans... We say it every year. We get excited every year. But I'm telling you right now, savor this defense. Savor this defensive line because this is a special, special, special group. And it's not going to remain this way probably past this year because Darius will be out the door. And I think we're still going to be good. But what I saw and how fast Darius Smith is getting off the line and just everything that you've seen so far from that group, Boy, oh boy. This is, uh, we finally, Josh, we finally have that 
ruthless aggression dog defense. Yeah, that's I, that the Steelers have had, the Ravens have had, and we've been needing it for year after year after year. Finally, I think this is the year, and just enjoy it. Just enjoy it. That's all I'm saying. Just appreciate what you have. Don't look at Cade York and let Cade York ruin, you know, what else Andrew Berry has done. Enjoy what we have. So, that's right. That's right. Keep the go. negativity aside until you absolutely have to pull it out because you might just be mm-hmm. missing the time of your life right now. Exactly. Enjoy yep. it. Like Derek said, he is Derek Frisbee from DF Sports on YouTube. Make sure you go give him a follow over on YouTube. Check him out. He's got some awesome stuff over there. He does a lot of episodes for us. He's part of our team. So if you need more Derek, there's more Derek in the archives and, and coming up this season as well. We've got Better a... What's that? I said for better or for worse. I did a video <laughs> talking about, oh, I ain't worried about Cade. Well, yeah, well, you know, you know, yeah. time time changes a lot of things. So Friday but, night, uh, I guess by the time you see this might be tomorrow, we are going to do a live stream uh, previewing the Chiefs game and just kind of recapping the thoughts from Blake, Justin, and John from training camp and then talking to you guys. We have a lot of fun in the chat with everybody. And then we are shooting to do probably another live or at least a recorded recap of the Chiefs game uh, either Saturday evening or Sunday, and then on Tuesday after roster cutdowns, we will be live again on YouTube talking about the first 53-man roster, who made it, who didn't, and you guys can just let us know your thoughts, like always, and we love it. So until we talk hey, to shout you out, go ahead. What? Shout out, I just want to say real quick, because he, uh, he wanted to throw a little shade at me in the last live. Shout out to Helen Keller himself uh, for yelling at me about Dewan Jones. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's all good. All right. Appreciate you guys tuning in. We have a lot of fun doing this. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, you'll be seeing a lot of us here this weekend. So until we talk to you on Friday, let's go Browns. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the Dogs Podcast. Get your thoughts on the show at thedogspodcast.com. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.